0: Welcome in. Welcome in. Episode 44. Fancy, fancy. Right, Kyle? You didn't see that one coming. No. (laughs) That was a last minute edition. I've been meaning to do that. I'm going to edit it. That's the test run. But Kyle, thanks for filling in. Drake is out six. So we got Kyle, a sports fan.
1: Big sports fan. I think Drake's faking it.
0: But, you know, I told him he's being soft. Yeah, you can't
1: but, record a podcast because
0: you're sick. You're just maybe it's there. his voice.
1: Uh, yeah, I didn't think
0: about that. Yeah, there you go. But with Kyle here today, we're not as NBA heavy. In fact, we've got one real big news thing to to talk there. But we've got a lot to talk about in terms of just news that's happened in sports in the past week, especially with the NFL trade deadline. Some big news with the with the Raiders that we'll get to usual recap topics for the NFL before we go again and make our picks for this upcoming week. So full agenda here, we're recording on Thursday night. So we're going to be hoping to get to Thursday night football before, you know, not miss too much of that game, but Kyle, before we get into anything, I haven't watched a game of theirs yet. How do you feel about the Celtics start?
1: Uh, They're really, really good. Like amazing. They scored last night. They scored the second most points in franchise history with 155. And that's what the starters only playing two and a half quarters. So I feel pretty good about this team through four games. Are they still unbeaten? Yep. Four. No, oh. it's only them and the Mavericks that haven't lost yet.
0: Yep. Okay. Well, the offense we knew would be explosive. How's the defense? you think it's still as good, better with Drew or how do you feel?
1: Uh, still, still really good. Yeah. Uh, I think right now, you know, through four games, we're the fifth best defense through all the stats that like, I see the NBA accounts, I follow post. So, you know, they say we're the fifth best defense right now. So, so that's pretty good. Chris Daps and Drew kind of filled in for the spots that they replaced and are even better. So, you know, and they're better on offense. So, you know, I have no complaints about them right now.
0: Fair enough. Obviously, we're, you know, what, four or five games in for most teams. So yeah. a lot to see. Bucks are kind of sputtering. You know, they've got two nice wins over uh, Philly and Miami. But then they turn around and lose to Atlanta and, what, Toronto last night or two nights ago. So yeah. we'll see. We'll We'll actually know some things over the next couple of months. But one thing we do know is that Harden is finally out. He's gone, Philly, no more. He got his wish. He's going to LA. By now, it's been news for a few days, so we know the we know the total package. He has not suited up quite yet. PJ Tucker did, though, I believe Last against night. the Lakers. Yep, played a little bit. Uh, I did not watch the game. I was keeping up via like the score bo- the box score over the oh, course, yeah. and I kind of stopped paying attention at some point. I did not realize the Lakers came back to win.
1: Yeah, it was a really good game. Uh, I was in and out watching it. It was kind of in the background. For me, I was doing some work, you know. So sure. I'd look up and then I've watched most of the fourth quarter and overtime. It was a really competitive game. You could tell the Sixers are missing some of that. i mean, not the Sixers, the Clippers. Yep. The Clippers are missing some of that
0: depth Same that they college. traded away. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, They they definitely gave up some you know, some useful pieces, All their wing depth pretty much. Yeah. And that's scary when your primary wings are the most, two of the most, you know, two of the top five most injury prone players in the league at this point, it feels like they changed like the whole rules around those two never playing.
1: So yeah, it's not the best move when the trade, all the backups that you have for them.
0: Yeah. Not to mention three first round picks, right? And I swap. think,
1: I think there's one straight up first round pick, a pick swap, and then a first that will most likely become a second, though.
0: Hmm. Got it. Okay. Well, all in all, I was a little surprised to see this move happen so quickly. Like, obviously, we had the news of you know Harden showing up ready to go to Milwaukee and Philly saying, you know, hope you packed light because you ain't flying back with us. Uh yeah. instead he flew out to LA. So I was a little surprised that the move happened now. I, I mean, I, I believed it would happen eventually, but how do you feel about the, the Philly side of it? You know, they obviously deal away a star, but they seemed like they got a pretty nice package. Uh, I don't,
1: I don't love it for them. And like, since they're trying to win now, Yeah, cause they got. Two old guys in uh Batum and Marcus Morris. They got one uh nice young player, Kenyon Martin Jr. And I forgot who the other guy they got was. They're but Covington's I don't love you, right? Oh yeah, Cut Co- Roko, yeah, Cummington. He's good. I like him. But yeah, I don't know. I is I I think they're thinking like Embiid might maybe not will not be there much longer and then Mm. They're trying to build around Maxi. maybe. I'm not sure. I, the, the trade was confusing from like what they got back. Unless teams just thought that low of Harden around the
0: league, which maybe they did. I think so. I don't think any team was really pounded on the door. So I, I don't know how much better they could have done. Um, I agree, though. This doesn't really help them a ton right now. A take I did hear was that this puts them in a good spot the next time that a Drew Holiday type of player is available, that they'll have assets to flip right back for someone that can help them now. So yeah, maybe. I saw. Maybe their, uh,
1: look, I saw they're looking at maybe if the Bulls fall apart, getting either DeMar or Zach Levine later this season, using those, if, you know, some of those guys they got in the picks they got.
0: Yeah. But. Yeah.
1: Confusing trade. Like you said, happening this early, the Sixers probably just wanted them out of the building. Yeah. must've been a lot worse behind the scenes than, you know, we knew about.
0: It's like fans. I mean, I believe it. Like we know how he is when he gets to the end of the road with somewhere and he wants to go, he's going to go. He's not going to wait around and be the good, you know, be the, the good quiet teammate.
1: Yeah, and his value is tanked every trade he's done, you know? Yeah. So, like, his team, I don't know. If this doesn't work out with the Clippers, is he going to do this again next year? So Even though I think he's a free agent after this year, is he going to do this with whatever team he's on next? You know, like, there's only so far you can go before no team wants you at all.
0: Yeah. Yeah, this is really a make or break year for him and the Clippers for, you know, quite honestly, and even the Sixers, you could say too, but uh, specifically on the Clippers side, you know, now they have, they were already star studded, but now they add yet another one to their, you know, they think they've got the gauntlet of infinity stones, but I think those infinity stones might be a little bit dusty and a little bit. They got the
1: 2017
0: infinity stones.
1: Exactly. Years ago, this team would have won like 80 games. (laughs)
0: right just a ton of talent and players that could maybe complement each other well because Harden's a good facilitator a good playmaker I did you know the Clippers are off to a nice start record wise like obviously they dropped it to the Lakers but I have not Lakers are a good team Lakers are a good team even though they seem to be off to like a mediocre start too but you know you lose to the Nuggets you've only played five games and then you know like that kind of makes you look pretty mediocre.
1: Not everyone can be the Celtics. You
0: know? No, not everyone can. Not everyone can be the September or not even September, excuse me, the October champs, but That's no, I mean do
1: something sometime soon. in Adam Silver's NBA. man, we're going to get an that.
0: That's a good point. They might name it. Uh, I don't even know. Name it the Jason Brown. No, Jason, excuse I combined the two. I guess you could combine the two, but I meant Jason uh, Tatum. Um, but for the, for the Clippers side, you kind of alluded to it. I think I see, your, I see where your thoughts are going anyway, but what do you think about them with – you? we mentioned giving away their depth and landing hard, and how do you f- see this working out?
1: I think ultimately they're going to be around a, probably a four or five seed just because how old their guys are and how many games they all miss. Besides Russ, he still seems like a pretty sturdy guy, but he's not yeah. the best player anymore. But I think they could, they're probably going to be a tough out in the first or second round. But I don't see them going much farther than that.
0: Hmm. I mean, that's fair. That's, that's Clippers. That's what they're known for, right? Is first yeah. and second round playoffs no further.
1: The one year they made it farther was when Kawhi tore his ACL a few years yep. ago, which sucks. Big Kawhi guy.
0: Oh, me too. Definitely one of my favorite players uh, of all time, really. Uh, but in LA, it just hasn't worked out. Even last year, they looked really solid to start the series against Phoenix before you know before Kawhi goes down.
1: Yeah, and, and Paul George Russians.
0: didn't play at all. None. And I don't know. It's I would love to believe that they can turn the corner, that they can get over the hump, but it's one of those things where, like, unless I see it happen, I'm not going to believe it's ever going to happen. It
1: had to have happened in one of the first two years that team was assembled. It was just it feels like they've lost steam every year they go for you know farther with Kawhi and Paul George as their yeah. two
0: best guys. I don't know. Yeah. No, I think that's fair because especially as they continue to make these moves to try to win right now, and when you don't win right now, but you keep pushing more and more money to the middle of the table you're going broke like by the time yeah. you know you have no years, one yeah right in three years they're going to be a poverty franchise you know which you know they have been for much of their history so that's i don't know it's a bold move agreed but we'll we'll see how it plays out and for them we might like no matter what in the regular season i i, I got to I got to make myself not step on that rake because I've done it before with the Clippers. Yeah. The only the only time they were healthy was their first year in the bubble, and they choked away the lead to the Nuggets. So it's crazy
1: because I like I like all four of those stars throughout their career, except the last few years. I haven't been the biggest Harden fan. Yeah. But like I've always liked watching those four guys play, but now they're all together at this point. we like, Meh. You know? It's like, Yeah. Feels a like, lot like the, the Brooklyn Nets when they had Joe Johnson and Paul Pierce and KG and Darren Duran Is it Darren or Duran? Whatever. Darren, Darren Williams.
0: And Terry, right? Yeah, Jason, Jason Terry. Terry. Yeah.
1: The only young guy they had at that point was Brooke Lopez, and he was like six years in. Yeah. Now he's
0: the old guy. Yeah, he is. He's he's Mr. 34, 35 year old. It is crazy though how many of those guys that we've you know been watching for so long like Steph Curry's what thirty four now, KD's thirty five, LeBron's thirty nine, like
1: yeah,
0: getting up there. But I'm excited. Being Giannis to is like like a decade in now. Yeah, he is. This is uh this is year ten. He's uh, he's only twenty eight, but uh, let's go crazy. Oh, no, for sure. I I can remember his his draft night. At, you you know obviously I can. Most people probably weren't watching. Drafted
1: team. Kelly and I mean, Lenick over him like two picks before.
0: Yeah, one of the things with Giannis though, I think he he needed a spot where he could kind of just you know grow at his own pace, where to where yeah. you know, he could get more responsibility than he would on like a contender. Like I don't think he becomes Giannis if he gets drafted to a good team where he has to fill a specific role. He could have still been really good, like. Had the Celtics got him, and he developed into a slasher and a defender that gives you key minutes, he could have been really he could good be at like
1: them. a depoy guy, right? His, you know,
0: right. But I don't think he would have ever reached the level of winning MVPs. Yeah, yeah. But not to dwell too much on the the what ifs of the NBA. Uh, something we do know, and to switch gears away from the NBA. Something we do know on the football side is that the Raiders, specifically uh, Al Davis. Al Davis? No, is that Al Davis? Mark Davis. Mark Davis, duh. Yeah, the weird haircut. (laughs) Yeah. Mark Davis is done. He's fed up. Cleaned house. Good riddance. McDaniel's gone. Uh, General manager, I forget his name, but gone. They are – they're done. They didn't clean house at the trade deadline – and made these moves yeah. after, which is kind of interesting.
1: I think it's dumb. That's a straight malpractice as an owner. You could have got picks for Adams and Jacobs and even the Renfro, people wanted him. Yep. Like, I don't know. If, if you want to be like a really hard reset, Max Crosby, he would have probably gone for like a first and another high pick from like a contender, you know? I think he was just so dumb to wait till literally hours after the trade deadline to be like, Hmm, I don't like this team. Let's, uh, let's reset. I just don't get it.
0: So I wonder if that was part of his thinking. Maybe he was like, you know, after the trade deadline and they didn't get rid of any of their assets. He's like, all right, these guys have no clue what they're doing. They're gone. I want them out yesterday. You know, like maybe, and he's in the owner's box. He's thinking, he's like, all right, let's see what kind of moves we make. Like, I don't think this team's ready to compete. Let's see if we can get some assets and then they don't do a lick. They just stand pat with their subpar roster and subpar overall construction of a team. Yeah. And he's like, all right, this ain't cutting it. The Patriot way is not carrying over here at all time to go.
1: It's never worked anywhere besides new England. And even then more that, you know, the more time that goes on, it's just, the Tom Brady way, I feel like at this point, it's not even the Patriot way, it's the Brady way.
0: Yes and no. Um, so one part of it is that uh, with the Patriots early rings, you know, Tom Brady was just, you know, a game manager really. So like yeah. they, they were obviously a very defensive oriented team but I do think there is value or there is merit to the fact that Tom Brady and his level of greatness and him taking pay cuts, that's what allowed it all to work. Like if your leader is doing that, by all means. And if your leader is great, then yeah, that's going to work better than if your leader is Payne Manning, Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees, who's taken the max salary and you've got yeah. less money to work with. It's hard to tell, you know, that's hard to tell your number one corner like hey take less money when you're letting your QB set the market every 4 years. So there's there's some truth to that but I, neither would have their career without the other in my opinion.
1: I guess we'll but, never know.
0: Yeah, we will we'll never know and you know it's probably a good thing that we'll never know because we got to see, you know, one of the most memorable dynasties in in, you know, recent sports really, which I'm not always a huge fan of, but obviously those are You know, great things to remember and talk about. But McDaniel's absolute failure now. Everywhere outside of New England, where, you know, in New England, he was, he had that insulated structure to where it was pretty hard for him to fail. But obviously, he failed in Denver pretty hard. Then he balks at the job in Indy. People forget about that. He accepted it, walked it back, and then Frank Reich took the job. And now he goes to to Vegas where he has even more control, it seems like, and does just as bad, if not worse. And it's not just the results. It's the decisions he made. Last year, a little bit later in the year than this, when they benched Derek Carr, man, I remember going in on that about how that was just the worst, most asinine move that anyone could make. And right now, I think it looks like that, that, one thing you could argue is costing Josh McDaniels his job because the defense is okay. The defense is okay. It's not good, but it's better than it's been in the past 10 years. It's the offense that is garbage.
1: Yeah. I mean, Josh McDaniels is an odd guy. Cause like he's, he's got the best out of Mac Jones in his career so far too. Like I still, yeah. I, Like that's why he got the head coaching job because he was a good offensive coordinator for a few years there, you know, with the Patriots. Like the even in the I think he was the OC, the Cam Newton year, and like their offense still wasn't terrible that year. Yeah. And then Mac Jones, you know, like I said, Pro Bowl, his rookie year, best year he's had as a pro so far. You know, it's it's just weird. It's like does does he not focus as much on the offense when he's like in charge of everything you know? Yeah, it's probably not because like a head coach has so much to worry about. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like it's not a bad thing to say, but sometimes you you just cap out as a you know a coordinator like Vic, yep. Vic Fangio is the same way. like great one of the best defensive coordinators in recent you know years but like yep. can't be a head coach really good dc like some some guys just can't lead a whole team they take half the team you know just focus on that and game plan for a whole week
0: instead of doing all this other stuff and that's that's absolutely correct and i think part of it is like the defense the coordinators not just defense offensive coordinators defense coordinators that fail as head coaches i think part of the problem is is they're like I want to still be the one turning all of the wrenches with my side of the ball and be the CEO of the team. And that's hard. Like yeah. even, even the Andy Reid's of the world who still call plays have very strong offensive coordinators under them with the enemy. You don't like,
1: um, Nagy. Maggie,
0: but I think objectively they're obviously they've had great offenses. He's not necessarily the mastermind,
1: mm-hmm. but Mahomes is having his worst year of his career and guess who's the OC this year.
0: Okay. That is not an isolated fat or isolated um, variable. There's others going into it too, but fine. We'll put Nagy aside. You also put in, they had Doug Peterson before Nagy. Like when you're going to do that, you need to have, again, strong coordinators underneath you. Even go to the Packers. LaFleur is still our play caller. And right now our offense is garbage. And he's an offensive mind. And I think part of that is our OC is not quite as strong as it's been in previous years. I think you lost a lot
1: of guys, Hackett and get Luke gets You guys
0: both, you lost both them a few years ago. And I think a couple of other guys, they both took with them too. And the offense has not been the same since coordinators. They get lost a lot of times in the value that they have to teams. And I think, you know, even great, again, even great head coaches need to have strong coordinators. Like, again, if you're saying that Nagy stinks and that's part of why the Chiefs offense stinks, then that just furthers that point that you need to have strong coordinators. And maybe that's where McDaniels falls short. Like his coordinators can't pick up the slack for him. Or maybe no one wants to be a coordinator for him because they know how he's just going to take things over. You know what I mean? Yeah. But that was doomed from the start, in my opinion. And now that franchise is going to be paying him and John Gruden for the next four years, a combined $80 million to not coach for them, which obviously is a huge blunder. And now they benched Jimmy G and I think that's the right move. I think that's
1: the right move at this point.
0: It is. is. if you ain't have
1: anything with the rookie yeah for season
0: maybe i i agree jimmy g he looks washed totally washed in my opinion he looks like he's a little hurt honestly he Probably. looks like he's, he's
1: always hurt
0: he's yeah, had exactly. a pretty good
1: career for what he was drafted as like he was drafted to be tom brady's backup and he yeah. said he carved out you know a lot of good years with the niners There, he did
0: made a super bowl and and NFC, championship championship championship. Too. NFC championships too, I think with the Niners. Yeah, it, correct. And it, he, yes, he's carved out a nice career for himself, but that was a terrible investment for the Raiders to begin with last year, bringing in Jimmy G at the time it was head scratching. He was like, what are they doing? Do they think this is a win now move? Like, how is this better than Derek Carr? Like, I don't know. It just yeah. wasn't a good move altogether. And honestly, I don't know where they go from here. I don't like they have Max Crosby's a nice building block, but who else? Devante's he's starting to get old now. for a end. Crosby, Crosby is. is, I think,
1: I think they trade him and Adams. Hmm. And I think Jacobs is a free agent again, let him go and just do a hard reset with your next head coach hmm. and GM. That's what I would do. In my opinion, I would do a hard reset and just rebuild the team from the you know bottom to spot from the bottom
0: and it's hard because obviously teams like that they're tired of restarting and that's what you know at the end of the day like a common saying in football is you can't fire the owner and all oftentimes that's where the problems stem from because they yeah you guys know that you know to a t so i don't got to preach that too much to you but the Raiders stink. We, you know, we kind of knew that going into the season. But for me, the nail in the coffin was when the Bears beat them. That's rude. Rude. <laughs> it's not just that because you guys beat them. It's because they started Brian Hoyer. Like, what? Yeah. What? Yeah. Then
1: they brought O'Connell in for, like, the last drive of the game, and he threw a pick then. It's like, that can't help your rookie's confidence at all, you know? No
0: terrible just
1: like the team's already down like four touchdowns and you bring him in with five minutes left and you throws a pick to one of the better corners in the league yep. you can't be coming off the field like oh gee thanks for putting me in coach you know thanks for giving me some tick It's so the same thanks thing like- the cardinals do with josh rosen years ago I remember his first uh action in a game was i forgot who was start i think it was sam did sam bradford play for the cardinals i think I don't remember. It was some journeyman quarterback that was starting for the Cardinals. It was the second game of the year. The Bears were up a bunch. That's when they had the best defense in the league. Mm. And they bring Josh Rosen in to be like, try to lead a comeback. And he throws two picks and three possessions. And he would have thrown a third, but uh, Eddie Jackson stepped out of bounds while catching it. So it's like, you can't do that to a rookie quarterback and expect them to succeed. Like, either leave the starter in who sucks and let him finish the game and bring the guy in the next week. You know, that's what, that's what you should do in that situation.
0: Especially if you're setting them up for, for failure, you know, like if there's nothing good they can get, like, you know, if you're going to give them a whole half, the game's somewhat meaningful. Sure. Why not, you know, throw them in the fire, but don't throw them in the fire when it's you know already blazing at six hundred degrees. Like oh
1: yeah, the other team has all the momentum and they're just you know making yeah. big play after big play because they're you know they're playing like oh this team sucks you know like we're we're already killing them. We'll just keep doing what we're doing.
0: Yep. Speaking of sucks, another benching. Desmond Ritter benched. Who yeah, could have seen so. that coming? <laughs> that would be I. I've been calling it for uh, weeks. He should have been benched weeks ago. Agreed. Not good. Well, like, because he kind of had this trend where last year what he did was, you know, he was the check down king. Like he would finish games going like 15 for 18 for 109 yards, no touchdowns, no picks. So like he was kind of like incubating himself so that he couldn't be benched for making all the mistakes. And then this year, when people were starting to call for his job, he had one good game, one good game. And that bought him a few more weeks, but I, it, it was inevitable. Like he's not someone who is highly regarded coming out of college. He's not someone people were screaming for to start last year, maybe a little bit because Mariota stunk, but he was basically Mariota 2.0. So now at least with Heineke, at least you got something, at least a flash in the pan.
1: Yeah. I don't know. I was never a rip. Well, when Ritter was in college, you know, I was rooting for that team just cause I was so like, funny. Oh, you know, yeah. A non like big conference team is going to make the playoff, and I was like, you "Oh, cool, preened. go, go, Desmond, go!" But ever since then, you know, he always should have just been a backup quarterback. Yeah, Arthur Smith. I I don't like Arthur Smith. I think he kind of set him up to fail. He doesn't scheme up plays for his best players. He, I don't. He just. I don't know what Arthur Smith is doing ever like i don't know if he i know i don't think he's a good coach now i don't know if he can ever be a good head coach no he seems too stubborn like he's trying to prove a point to people that he can he can use his not best players and run a good offense but it just doesn't work
0: oh my god um i i don't know if it was last week or two weeks ago but they had a play where they rolled out with one of their skill players who then they had Kyle Pitts blocking, and he threw it in the end zone to their third-string receiver. It was just kind of funny. Someone broke it down. They're like, so you've got your backup running back with the highest-drafted tight end in history blocking for him, and you're throwing to your third-string tight end in double coverage. What kind of play call is that? Which I don't get it. He shouldn't have – I don't – Arthur
1: Smith, I, I don't know. He's just – not good like he seems to, like like i said he's just too stubborn to be like use his good players that his gm has drafted for him over the years they've gone big into offense these past yeah. three drafts and he's like i'll throw it to Johnu smith and give tyler algier the ball fuck you you know <laughs> i just don't get it
0: no i don't and it's extremely frustrating obviously for fantasy owners but even just watching football it's like man it's not like Kyle Pitts is never open. And it's not like, you know, Bajan can't make people miss. Like he's he's a special back. I truly believe that. But Arthur Smith just seems to want to mute people. Like he wants yeah. like he's saving them for next year or something when Arthur Smith's gonna be out of a job. Like he, if anything, he should be pressing the play my guys all the time, feed them a little too much button to save his job because the NFC South is very winnable.
1: The thing is. They're probably going to win it, and he's probably not going to get fired. Yeah. And then he's going to be like, I told you so. And it's like, you, you won like eight games. You hit a losing record, but this division just sucks.
0: Yep. But you'll get to host the Cowboys or the whoever. Yeah. And they'll
1: lose by like
0: 50, and he'll be like, I told you guys my team worked.
1: Like, no, <laughs> it didn't work.
0: No. Uh yeah. I mean, Falcons, at least they – they're kind of falling into that category where you know they're a quarterback and a coach away, which obviously is asking a lot to get those two right. Two biggest things you need, kind of. yeah, yes, it is. but it's an attractive opportunity. if i'm a uh, if I'm a coach on the market and the Falcons call, I'm taking that call. i like I like what I can work with there. I'm in a soft division. I've got young and talented weapons, a defense that is much improved. They did lose. Uh, Grady Jarrett to a torn ACL I want to say which yep. obviously that's a big blow but at least you have Calais Campbell to fill the void in the meantime yeah, but old. yeah but I mean for at least this year but then in the future Garrett should be uh or oh, Grady be good Jarrett by the beginning be of next season right yeah so I think that's an attractive job in the future Arthur Smith uh he'll probably be a coordinator again somewhere somehow but We'll see. I mean, the Falcons, uh, they're kind of just fluttering in the the midst of that mediocre division, but really, you know, we talked about Ritter. We talked about Jimmy G. One thing I want to talk about right now, quarterbacks in general, I feel like we've gotten into this cycle over the past few years where every off season we're like, wow, all these great QBs in the league. They can't all be top 10. They're all so great. Like, you got Kyler Murray, you got Deshaun Watson, and Kenny Pickett's going to take a step, and you got Tua and Mac Jones can still do stuff. Like, everyone hypes up these quarterbacks in the offseason, and then the season starts, and then there's eight good ones, and everyone else is benching people. Like, are we just overhyping quarterbacks too much now, or am I being too hard on them? Uh, I I think
1: quarterbacks do get hyped up a lot. I think that's just because people want to see their team's quarterback succeed, so they'll see every throw they make in the off season. You know, everyone will see it online because it's posted so much. they right. will be like, "Look at this throw, uh, you know, Kenny Pickett makes to sell whatever you know, receiver he's working out with in the off season." And it's just like, "Oh yeah, he threw a fifty-yard ball with no one, you know, rushing him." when the guy's just running a straight line down the field. Yeah, he'll look good. And the preseason, they'll play, you know, a drive or two with the coordinator calling all their plays that the quarterback feels comfortable with. And they'll look okay. And they'll be like, oh, yeah, I told you, our guy's going to make a jump this season. And then when it comes to real football, you know, only the ones that can do put all of it together, you know, have the, the talent and the brain and read the field and know what reads to make and what throws to make can do it. And like you said, there's probably like eight to 10 guys in the league that can actually be a good quarterback.
0: Yep. Yeah. I think there's a lot of truth to that, you know, of the people just wanting to hype it up because we do this, we do this a lot where we, you know, we talk, you know, again, we talk people up, we say how great QBs are, how they've never been this good before. And then we, you know, we fall right back into what it always is. As far as, again, there's eight to 10 teams that feel good about quarterbacks eight to 10 that are like, all right, we're fine for now. And then the rest are in the wilderness of like, what the hell do we do? I
1: also wondered, like, I think offenses are more complicated than they've ever been too. I wonder if yep. that has anything to do with it. Maybe with like some guys just not being able to like mentally grasp what to do on every play.
0: At the quarterback position or in general? Both.
1: A little of both.
0: Maybe. I do think there is a little level of uh, too much galaxy brain in the NFL. Like the Bears, when you guys like to have Cole Komet go under center for like QB, you know, for like tight end sneaks. On he gets me line
1: up there. He motions into it and then barely gets under the center. And like we have Justin Fields and
0: like our tiny running back pushing him like, oh,
1: what are we doing?
0: you know, like, right. Yeah. It's, you know, it's again, it's that galaxy brain thing. It's like, you know, Shanahan can do it obviously, but even him, like, I think that's part of what his problem has been as a play caller historically is he gets a little, you know, I've heard other people talk about it too. He gets a little too cute, like late in games and that kind of gets him in trouble sometimes like you see all the success though of a Kyle Shanahan and a Mike McDaniel and people think that they could do that, but you also got to realize those guys got all-star squads. Like, you know, you can't just do that with anybody. So that's that's a good point as far as the complexity of offenses. And teams like I don't know, teams don't really like the simplest offense in the league, probably the Steelers. <laughs> but I think I I think that's by choice. Like I just think Matt Canada runs a very vanilla playbook. Yeah, he's not very good at his job. Oh, absolutely not. He gets fire Canada chance at every single game.
1: But somehow and, every fourth quarter they just become like a god team.
0: Dude, I I swear every week George Pickens has zero catches, and then in the fourth quarter, they're like, Oh, maybe we should just throw it to Pickens, see what happens. And then he ends yeah. the game with eight yards and a touchdown.
1: I know it's off top, but I think he's kind of the most disappointing second year player so far. Pickens he had so much hype going into like I, yeah, Pickens. Hmm. Like, I saw so much hype for him. Maybe it was just in, like, the fantasy football community people I follow on, like, Twitter and Instagram and stuff, and they're hyping him up all off season. But I feel like everyone thought he was going to be one of the next, like, you know, a like, great receiver, but he isn't taking that step this year. He's, only you know, obviously only a second year. But, yeah, I don't know. I feel like – I feel – I personally thought
0: he would be better this year. Hmm. Uh, I could agree that his stats are a little underwhelming, but I tend to chalk that up to the Steelers' offense more than him because I do think he is special. I think his hands, his jump ball ability, his, his toe tap, everything like that. I will say, though, he's never like open, open. Like everything he gets is contested, which, yeah. you know, some guys are like that. They don't get separation, but they're excellent, excellent players when it comes to contested catching. So maybe that's the category he falls within. It's hard to say at this point, but I, I can understand what you're saying. Well, so quarterbacks in general, like, you know, good thing that this is supposed to be a good quarterback draft because a lot of teams need them and maybe both of our teams need them. I guess we'll see over the course of this year. Yeah, but so many teams need them. There's like three of them. Yeah. And even when we say there's three, usually that means there's one. Yeah. Yeah yep well let's take a break from the quarterback talk nfl trade deadline i thought it was a little quiet honestly. yeah he was kind of hyped
1: up a little too much by like schefter and uh rapaport they're they saying all oh, tweets like a day before like, Oh, get ready for this crazy deadline and i was like there's like four trades that happened
0: I know it's it's almost always overwhelming. Last year, I think it was a little bit uh louder. Last year normal. was different.
1: It felt yep. it felt more like the NBA trade line, uh trade deadline last year.
0: Yep. But that was such an outlier. And this year there was a clear seller out there, and that was Washington dealing away two linemen. Obviously, you are well aware of Montez sweat landing with the Bears, which I yep. I do like that move for both sides, but I think you guys really needed that. What are your thoughts?
1: I like it as long as he uh, gets extended. or as long as it's
0: a pen to paper?
1: Yeah, that's yeah. if he doesn't, fire poles. <laughs> if we can't retain him, he, he can't be the GM anymore. But if he stays, I think Montez Sweat is really good. I'd love to have him on my team. He has as many sacks this year as the whole Bears D-line combined. So he's a welcome sight to see. But if he's only here for a half-season rental and a
0: lost season,
1: what are we doing, you know?
0: Yep. Especially because that would be back-to-back years of being very aggressive at the deadline for teams that weren't doing anything this season. And Claypool obviously was a total bust. So, like, if that happened this year, I – Yeah, that his seat gets even warmer.
1: The thing is, like I understand his logic both times though, you know? Like last year he was like, let's get last year he was like, let's get someone we think if he develops, if he continues to, you know, if we can get him to buy in and do all this, he can be a wide receiver one in the league. And Claypool just wanted he just didn't want nothing. He, He didn't do anything to try to do that at all. No. But no. Montez Sweat, I don't know. I think – I don't know much about him. It seems like he's a pretty hard worker from what I've read about him. He buys into the team all the time. He's a team guy. And if worst goes to worst, I guess we could just franchise tag him. But that we also might run the risk of losing Jalen Johnson too. So that's – we have two big defensive guys coming up this offseason. And I don't know if we can keep both. Honestly, if I had to choose, I'd pick Sweat because it's harder to get, like, a upper-tier pass rusher than, a you know, mm-hmm. like a second-tier corner, which I think Johnson is. I don't think he's elite. I think he's, like, in the second tier of
0: guys. That's fair. Yeah, kind of like um, – do you think he's, like, a similar level of uh, Fuller, who you guys had a few years ago?
1: Yeah. Like, on a, in a good year – Best year, he can make an all-pro or two, some Pro Bowls, but he's not a perennial guy.
0: Yeah. That's fair. And, again, overall, I think it's a good move for you guys. I think you'll figure it out and get them locked in long term. Obviously, you guys got plenty of money to throw around if needed. And on the Washington side, like, you know, they made that move to get some, you know, to get picks or to get a pick from you guys. And they also went ahead and flipped Chase Young to the Niners. And that was the one that surprised me. That not that he moved. I did expect him to move. But the it was Niners. Both of them? Oh, to the Niners? Yeah.
1: I was more surprised they got rid of both of them. Because that their D line has been like the strength of their team for years. And I guess that hasn't really done anything. Exactly. So and, like Yeah, I don't know. I think Chase Young's kind of overhyped. He hasn't really done much since he tore his ACL. Like, I I still like him as a player, and he could probably do more across from Bosa and Randy Gregory and having, you know, uh, Javon, not Javon, Hargrave, Hargrave.
0: Javon Hargrave.
1: Yeah, all those guys. I was getting Kinlaw and Hargrave mixed up in my mind.
0: One big player.
1: Yeah. Yeah, he could probably do more. Maybe not cuz like they're no, in Washington Anyone was can't stacked.
0: Dude. dude, that D-line, they're all set up to eat like it's just you have to. If you can't eat, then you don't belong in the league anymore if you're there. Like, come on. But I agree Chase Young's overhyped. Like, what was he the number 2 pick? And Yeah, the year the Burrow draft Mm, got it. And that was like everyone thought that's what would happen and what should happen. And then he had a solid rookie year. Pretty sure he was defensive rookie of the year with like eight, nine sacks, something like that. Yeah. And he tears his ACL misses a season and a half and really hasn't been an impact player since
1: he's played, so, I think 22 games since his rookie year.
0: Ah, uh, brutal. Just brutal. Hopefully they can get it together. Like
1: even if he doesn't stay with the Niners long-term, if he can have a he's good second career. half of this year, He's yeah. a free agent, some team could just, you know, sign him.
0: Yeah, because otherwise it's seeming like he's gonna have like an even he's gonna have kind of like a kind of like a clowny career track. he's never bad. really living up. Clowney's fine, but That's what I'm saying. Like doesn't live up to the hype. I think Clowney was
1: a little more hyped than Chase Young coming in oh, though. For
0: sure. Number one pick. I mean, he knocked a dude's helmet off in college, and that's why he went number one. <laughs> Yeah. But for the Washington side, I'm, I'm not surprised. I had been hearing that, oh, uh, you know, all the, the weeks leading up that all four of their D linemen were on the block and they were interested in moving them because you said like, it's the strength of their team, which it is, but that defense in my opinion has always been underwhelming. Like they're, they're fine. You know, they're solid. They're above average. They're somewhere in that like 10 to 13th best defense range, give or take. But when you're putting first round after first round, after first round, you want a top five defense that can carry your team. And now the offense seems to have figured it out while the defense is underperforming. Not every week for the offense, they're up and down, but they have more, more ups than they've had in the past on offense and the defense is letting them down. So you got to get rid of those guys and get some assets. Cause if it isn't paying dividends right now, like you got to bill for the future. You're not competing with the Eagles right now, even though you, play them tough, you're not competing with them for winning the conference, I think this new ownership is serious about building this team right and building them for the long term. So I, I actually like the moves for them. Yeah, I,
1: I wonder if they're going to have any other trades this offseason, if this new ownership's just kind of like rebuilding this team, you know? Like, could we see Terry McLaurin on a new team next year or one of their D tackles? Payne or Allen, who are both really good. Could they be on a new team? I know, I think it was Jonathan Allen a few weeks ago that was really uh, after a game was really mad. Yeah, was talking about how he's tired after seven years of this losing shit or something like that. He said, or yep. I could see him requesting a trade in the off season.
0: I could see it too, and he's a very good you know interior D lineman. Yeah. Um, I I did hear something floated. There's it's obviously probably these far fetched rumors, but there's a uh, there's this topic out there this thought that uh the commanders in the offseason could try to trade for bill belichick (laughs) Mm -hmm. which would be a shocker but i i don't know i don't think there's anything to that i just find that an interesting uh interesting what if
1: even if you do you have to trade a lot because obviously the patriots want a lot for belichick and how many years are you really getting out of him
0: as many as he's left living.
1: That's what I'm saying. Like, you know, like, I don't know. Like yeah. I wouldn't trade for a coach that old. Maybe McVay, if the Rams keep going, you know, and the Rams need to reload picks.
0: I don't know. I, I do think Ron Rivera's, uh, his days are numbered. Yeah. I think he should have been fired after last season. Um, he's a fine head coach. I just think at some point you have to try to do something new. I wonder if they give B enemy the shot.
1: Yeah, yeah, the offense has been good, but, like, I guess I don't know. Like, obviously, I don't know, but is he head coach material? I, you know, Like, I, I'm saying I don't know. Like, it depends. You could no maybe somewhere else, but the people in that building, maybe they just want a hard reset, you know? Yeah.
0: Yeah, I could see that. Well, besides Washington, another surprising move and heartbreaking one for me. Uh, so the the Bills get Rasul Douglas and a fifth-round pick from the Packers in exchange for a third-round pick. Obviously, the Bills have been ravaged by injury, including the cornerback yeah. position, with Tredavious White being out for the season again, unfortunately. So they needed the help. They get a very underrated and solid corner, and the Packers... Kind of punt on this season to some degree. I think they should. Yeah. I mean, the more I think about it, the more I look into it, the less, you know, the more okay I am with it. It hurts to give up a leader, yeah. to give up someone you're, you know, a fan of. But I'm excited to see what he does on the Bills. I think he can, I think he could be a useful player for them.
1: Yeah. Uh, they went to the Bills, they went to him after they, Struck out on trading for Jalen Johnson. That's where I, I saw. Too high. Yeah. Yeah. Polls was looking for a early, either a late first or an early second for Jalen Johnson. I believe now, obviously it. no team was going to give that up for him. No, but yeah, I don't know. Douglas is good. He proud. I don't know. Trey White's been hurt a lot. Maybe they are around the same skill level at this point, but mm. Yeah, I think the Packers' logic is maybe you know, like I said with the Raiders earlier, give the young guys a shot to see if you have anything. I feel like that's what a lot of teams are going to be doing this second half of the season, benching veteran guys we've been watching for a while to see you know they're getting older to see if they have anything with their young draft picks.
0: Yeah, and another thing, numbers wise, I I didn't know this at the time, but after the trade, I saw that. When targeted this year, Russell's given up a passer rating of 109, and he's become a little bit of a boomer bust player to where he either makes big plays like get picks or pass breakups or he lets up big plays, which for the Packers and having the 23rd ranked offense or something like that, you can't really give that up. you got to be a bend-don't-break team, and Rasul wasn't really conducive to that. But I think for the Bills, he can get away with that because of how elite that front is like he, he can be someone who ends up getting multi multiple big picks in big games for them. So uh, at the end of the day, I think it's the right move for each team, though it does hurt in the meantime for the Packers.
1: It's good return on investment for the Packers. Cause then they originally signed him on like their practice squad. Yeah. Years Better ago, then minimum. he got that pick against the Cardinals that when they were undefeated, like two seasons ago.
0: Yep. Oh, that was a great game. And he proceeded to get a couple of pick sixes that year and be, so at least we get something back. The Lions got Donovan Peoples Jones. I don't recall what the compensation was, but they did it.
1: A late round pick, I think. Yeah. I, I thought know. they'd be
0: buyers, but I don't think that's something a little more. To- yeah.
1: I think, I know him and Jamison Williams kind of do like the same exact thing. Right. So are they out on Williams? I I don't know. Like, I, I don't know. This trade, yeah, he's a good receiver, but like at the end of the day, he doesn't move me too much. Back in Michigan, though, good for him. That's where he went to college.
0: That's always good when you get a little bit of a homecoming there. But, yeah, maybe they are a little upset or not maybe so upset, underwhelmed with Jameson Williams, and they're like, all right, we need a real deep threat, maybe. Because I've lost patience with him. I dropped him in the one fantasy league where I had him because he just refuses to get catches.
1: He's never started a but, season with the team. It sucks, though, you know? Both the years, he comes in right. weeks late because – last year of injury and this year of, you know, suspension.
0: Yep. But yeah. This it's trade it's dead, just really unfortunate. I don't know.
1: This is just a trade to me. I had no real thoughts about it. I was like, oh, cool. You know?
0: Yeah, that's fair. What about Dobbs getting over to Minnesota for a late round pick?
1: Same thoughts. I was like, "Oh, uh, good for Dobbs. He's going to get a chance to start again." uh, You know, because seems like Kyler's coming back. Good, good for Josh Dobbs. I think he's a seems like a good guy. Gets his chance finally to start a season in the league after being in and out as a backup for the last like, you know, like four
0: five years. I think. Yep. Yeah, I agree. I think. Originally, after like when it was all fresh with the Kirk Cousins Achilles, you know, tear, which obviously sucks, sucks for Kirk, sucks for football fans, fantasy football players and the Vikings, obviously. Uh, but my first thought was, hey, maybe they call the Cardinals. But I said about Kyler Murray <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> because because I think I was still thinking that the Cardinals were looking to to tank for Caleb, which they still may very well be. Um, oh, they have the first but- pick right now. Right, exactly. And then what? Panthers two, you guys three? Well, technically mm-hmm. you two and Ross three. Two but... and three, yeah. Bears two right. and three. Right. Um, so, yeah, I guess, you know, they did call the Cardinals. They just asked about Dobbs, who, yeah, I agree with you. Like, good for him. Like, I don't know if this will be the answer to keep the Vikings in the playoff hunt, but at least they're, they'll be a watchable team, like, once Dobbs can start. So were winners as football fans for that one. Yeah. I believe that's it. I don't think I missed any of the noteworthy ones. Yeah,
1: the ones that happened on the deadline at least. I think a right. few other
0: yeah. earlier. But yeah. Yeah, obviously the Bayard trade and whatnot, which is, you know, a good move. Um, yeah. but let's uh let's take a break from trades. Week eight was another great week of football, as it always is, right at the midway point, especially before the trade deadline. I think, oftentimes, those make for good games. But let's uh, let's quickly do our medalists here as we go through week eight and eventually lead into week nine. Kyle, start us off.
1: Uh, my bronze is Rashid Shahid. He had three catches for one hundred and fifty-three yards and one touchdown. I just love when uh, looking at that stat line is just funny to me. Three catches, yeah. 153 yards. That's just cool. So good for him. He That's wears a, a odd number for a receiver, too. I think he's like number 22, 22. or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a good Every one. Every time I see him, I'm like, yeah, hey, what's that DB doing out there on
0: offense? Or that running back. <laughs>
1: Mark Ingram no, was 21 or was he 22? He was 22. Oh, yeah, he's got the Mark Ingram number.
0: Yeah, didn't even think about it like that. Well, uh, I did go the running back route with my bronze medal, and I went with Jameer Gibbs. I thought he had an excellent game, and he started to tick in the right direction now as they give him some actual workload, and he just looked like a beast.
1: Yeah, I I think him and Montgomery are a good duo together for this year, but... Maybe would they move on from Montgomery after this year and let Gibbs just be the lead guy? I don't know. But Maybe. yeah, Gibbs looked pretty good. Or they could just keep
0: both of them and be like, we have two good running backs. That's true. That's more and more of the style. So I think that would be smart as long as you continue to give you know Gibbs his due his due touches while he's in his running back prime. Yeah. So edging him out at silver man this dude killed me in one fantasy league uh CD lamb went oh, absolutely bananas. yeah I mean what else is there to say he was he was a monster this week
1: I had him in a fantasy league and he got like
0: 45 points I think yep brutal pretty good yeah it depends on which end of the sword you're at there well Kyle who's your gold medalist? Will Levis, four
1: touchdowns in his debut. Pretty good for a rookie quarterback that a lot of people throughout the draft process just kind of shit on for some reason. I always thought he was uh, good, but a lot of people throughout the whole thing were like, oh, you think Will Levis is good? He
0: throws four touchdowns his first game. It's the mayonnaise and coffee. (laughs) Honestly, I think that's what it is. Um, Incredible debut for, for sure. Um, a little bit of deja vu, uh, deja vu. If you remember Mariota's debut, he, he went bananas with, yeah. uh, no, so that, was a, that it, was a
1: pretty long time ago at
0: this point. Yeah. You know, about eight years ago already, but Mariota had like a perfect passer rating four touchdown game in his first game, uh, starting for the Titans. I want to say it was against the Buccaneers too, with Jameis. I think it, it was, was yeah. They played yeah. against
1: each other week one.
0: Yep. Yeah, so it reminded me of that a little bit. Um, uh, That's a good pick for the for the gold. I still need, obviously, I still need to see more to be ready to you know say what he is as a quarterback. Um, So that's a good pick though because I was not expecting that at all. Uh, Another thing I was not expecting was the Broncos to upset the reigning champs in the Chiefs and get their first win against them since. Peyton Manning was the quarterback, and Obama was our president. So, you know, hats off to the Broncos. Specifically, their defense will get gold medals. Yeah, played
1: pretty good. Uh, snow game. Mahomes was uh, supposedly sick. but Supposedly. You
0: know, yeah.
1: Just uh, Simmons had a good game, really good game. The whole yep. team had a pretty good game. Can't, can't fault them for anything. Seems like they're, I don't know, they still only have three wins, but it seems like uh, Sean Payton's starting to turn the team around a bit. Maybe with some more youth, you know, they could actually do something.
0: I, I agree with that. I think they're starting to build a culture. Uh, you know, their last three games, they played the Chiefs tough, and then they beat the Packers, and then they beat the Chiefs. So that's a pretty good three-game stretch. And so before let's... that, they beat
1: the Bears, too.
0: Was that directly before that, or was that?
1: Uh, I just know they beat the Bears like I think like week five or something.
0: Got it. Yeah. Okay. So kind of still in that general run. Uh, so basically, post that Dolphins beatdown, they have you know been a passable team. Uh, they did lose to the Jets in that stretch, but the Jets are very much decent. Yeah, Brees Hall went off that game. He did, and Brees Hall's a beast. But moving, moving on here, so we're basically at the half halfway point. So not quite – obviously, it's an odd number of weeks, so you can never truly be. But we're eight weeks in, and honestly, the league is – it's hard to pick a favorite. Like, there's a lot of – I think there's a lot of teams that are, like, really good when you think of, like, the Chiefs, the Dolphins, the Ravens, uh, even – even if you want to throw the the Bengals into that conversation, the Jags, and then in the NFC you've got the the Eagles, the Niners, the Cowboys, the Lions, the Seahawks. Like they've all had really high moments, but they all at least have a couple of you know blemishes on their record. So I do think there's a lot of parity in the league. But now that you have a half season sample size, who are you doubling down on? Like either teams you thought or players you thought were going to be great and are and you're putting even more on the on the table for them or just people that maybe you weren't in on before but now you're ready to go all in with who who would you have there
1: i'm still doubling down on the dolphins they uh since the first time i've come on the show after week one i picked them to be in the super bowl and yep as the niners have been struggling i think they are my super bowl pick now halfway through they just look like the best team in the league. No one can stop their offense and I'm you know still big on the dolphins.
0: That's that's a good choice. I've, yes, you've been a very vocal uh champion and cheerleader if you will for the dolphins and Tua. And I I you know I can't I can't blame you. You didn't balk when they lost to the Bills, you didn't balk when they lost to the Eagles. I am curious to see how things go in Germany against Kansas city this week. I think that'll be a really big, uh, I think no they'll med- win that game. Whoa, way, oh, way. Maybe, um, tough game to pick. Honestly, I went back and forth. We'll get to that in a little bit. He's probably not have um, H back yet. So. I know they. that'll, I forgot about H he's gonna, he's gonna come back with a vengeance. Uh, but the first team that i am doubling down on is my super bowl pick and that is the baltimore ravens i i still want to see more consistency out of them but i especially the flash that they had against the lions was very very promising as far as what the offense can do when they get it figured out and i think their defense is uh, elite or at least borderline elite so i'm gonna, i'm still feeling really good about them and i i'm doubling my bet
1: I'd want to see more from their defense. I feel like their offense has been carrying them. Really? Yeah, I don't know. I feel like they don't have the pass rush they need to be like win late in the playoffs, especially against these AFC teams, you know, that are quarterback heavy. Hmm. I feel like they that's should have made fair. a big move with the trade deadline for a, someone to get after the quarterback. I feel like they should have gone after like a
0: Montez Sweat type guy. Hmm, maybe, and that's that's a good point with the pass rush because they haven't necessarily played any uh, elite quarterbacks to this point. Like who they, play? they played? They played Goff. Well, they played Burrow, but obviously Burrow wasn't Burrow quite yet. So
1: yeah, it was early season Burrow that doesn't count anymore. He's the new early season, Apparently like not. Patriots and Brady, where they, they just kind of suck early in the season.
0: Yep. Yeah. I'm crowning them that you know, right now. Huh?
1: I'm crowning them as the new early season Patriots. Because if I do it again this year, you know, you got to give them credit.
0: Yeah. I think that's fair. Yeah. I mean, they've already kind of done it to some degree, especially. We'll, we'll talk about their tilt this week. Um, but another team that I'm doubling down on as far as at least what I thought they would be is the Jacks. You know, I went into the season having them as my one seed, I believe in the AFC. I don't know if they'll do that, but they're, they're six, and two. Two. six and two, like, you know, they're taking care of business. They've got a pretty soft schedule from here. So I still feel really good about that. And that's yeah. end is really skyrocketed.
1: Yeah. Yeah, they're 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 good. They're good. Going to win their division, I think, pretty easily. Yeah. Like at the beginning of the season, it looked like oh, all these rookie quarterbacks and all. Oh, you know, like the Texans and Colts are winning early on, but now you know Richardson's hurt and the Texans are looking more. They still look solid, but they're looking more of like a you know just a a young team. So I think the Jaguars will win that division pretty
0: comfortably and
1: probably resting
0: guys the last you know, two weeks of the year. I could see that. And that's all I'm saying is that they would be, you know, regular season monsters. Uh who do you got next for doubling down? Um I only had the dolphins, but uh yeah, I only had the dolphins. I
1: wasn't doubling down on anyone else. I had no Tripling, other
0: quadrupling down, all in dolphins, sir. Yeah. I'm out I on a few teams though. Huh? I'm out on a few teams though. Okay, well, last team that I'm doubling down on briefly here is the Seahawks. I've always been a pretty – not always, but I've been a big proponent of the Seahawks over the offseason and this season. Um, not, I don't think they're true contenders necessarily, but I'm more so just doubling down on the fact that they're a strong playoff team. They are currently leading the way in the NFC West. I don't expect that to carry through, but, you know, good. it's a little bit of a surprise. Good?
1: You never know. Their defense yeah. is looking – much better than I thought it was going to be this year. Witherspoon, D-Roy. Uh,
0: yep, that was my preseason pick. Spoon. Oh, yeah. Illinois let, me, let me debut. Colorado, Illinois. Yeah, I, for sure. Like, going into the draft, he was my number one prospect. And um, I, I got a new title for the, for the Seahawks defense that I'm ready to debut. We've heard of the Legion of Doom. We've heard of the Legion of Boom. Get ready for the Legion of Spoon. Witherspoon baby, book it now. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Come on. All right. So yeah, a little cheesy there, but you I I love I love Witherspoon. We uh, got but, uh, Leonard have...
1: Williams. We didn't talk about that trade. Leonard Williams. Oh, that's
0: the one. Yeah. Um great move. <laughs>
1: yeah. I I've always really liked him. Uh I remember the year he was getting drafted. I would yep. watch his highlights on the way to early morning track meets on my phone. Just with the, I would just see sitting there like half asleep, just watching Leonard Williams USC highlights. USC,
0: yeah, Trojan. Yeah, I remember him. I remember that draft. I remember all the hype going into that. I remember him being labeled as like a can't miss prospect, and he hasn't been like a monster, but he's still been quite good. Very solid player. Yeah. Right. Agreed, and that's. Always good to add to a team, especially one that's in the thick of a, in their eyes, you know, contention. And maybe they I are. they just
1: lost uh, one of their D tackles, Al Woods, towards Achilles, I think. Mm.
0: So or ACL probably. or Achilles. I can't remember. But
1: they lost one of their D tackles. So good to replace that.
0: Yeah. Always. Yeah, that's, that's a perfect replacement, actually. Well, well, what do you know? But you mentioned you got multiple teams that you're out on. Let's hear a few. Uh,
1: I'm out on the Browns. Their defense is elite. They have no quarterback play. I've seen this so many times with my own team. Elite defense, no quarterback play. Like, they still might make the playoffs, but they're doing nothing there. I'm out on them. Out on Watson. I'm not. The team's just a mess, even though they assembled an elite defense. That offense, you know, obviously no Chubb. It's,
0: yeah, it's it's frustrating, Uh, especially like last week using that as like the specific lab test or example or whatever. Like that defense, the defense played amazing. They had the game in their grasp, and PJ Walker gave it away, threw it off Jamal Adams' helmet. Right, like, dude, what are you doing? But. I didn't I would, I thought about the Browns, but I you mentioned like they might still make the playoffs, which I think they still might as well, so I left that. But I what you did mention was being out on Deshaun Watson, which I agree with because if you remember Kyle, like the first I want to say the first time you came on here, we went back and forth with our hot takes, and one of mine was that the Browns are going to make the playoffs despite Watson being a non-factor for them. I didn't. Need, I didn't know that meant he just wasn't going to play multiple games during the middle of the year. But I. I am out on him being the top ten quarterback that he used to be because even when he has played, he had what one good game, and yeah, I'm out on that.
1: He's just. He just looks broken. Like I don't. Re- I don't feel bad for him because you know all the stuff. Right. He uh, still. I'm just going to say allegedly, but it's probably more likely he did do it. The stuff he allegedly did. You know, like I don't I don't feel bad for him. But it just is kind of sucked to see like someone when he was at Clemson and before all this stuff happened, I was a big fan of just look so broken, you know.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's surprising too. Like I've consistently been someone of like, you know, as soon as Deshaun Watson comes back, he's gonna be, you know, back to form and it hasn't come to fruition. And it's you know, it's unfortunate from a viewership standpoint, but again, don't really feel too bad. Uh, who else? Who else are you out on? I put
1: <laughs> I put on my uh, my little sheet. I wrote my stuff on here. Niners? Question mark. I'm ha- I'm I'm halfway out on them. I can't watch Purdy keep playing like shit and expect this team to do anything when it matters. And their oh. defense is looking worse and worse week after week. I'm, I'm halfway out. I got one foot out the door on the Niners. It's like when you're leaving somewhere, you're like, you're you're like, uh, you're slapping your legs and you're just like, Oh, you know, you just, you're getting up from the couch and you're You're having all your last conversations with everyone as you're leaving.
0: That's where (laughs) I'm at with the Niners right now. That's a great way to put it. Um, So obviously you know how I feel about the Brock Purdy thing. I won't spend time there, but I like your point on the defense looking worse and worse And this is, I think that's some, I think that's real. And I think the reason is not because of a lack of talent. Obviously we went through their D line early and how stacked it is. And we all know Fred Warner is the best linebacker in football, but I think people underrated the fact that for the first time in like five years, they no longer have the best or second best defensive coordinator in football. They don't, have they don't have a Robert They don't have a D'Amico Ryans. Who do they have right now? Steve Wilkes. Like, he is not those guys. He's just He's a
1: failed coach in other places.
0: Right. And he did have, you know, a past good tenure as coordinator. Like, that's absolutely factual. But the fact that they are so reliant on zone defense leaves them so vulnerable against certain teams. That is why Joe Burrow carved them up, because he carves up every zone. That's why last year – even when they did have D'Amico ryans the chiefs carved them up because patrick mahomes is a killer against zone defense at some point you got to man up and they don't seem to have that in their arsenal so i am out out on them as well in terms of super bowl but with the niners you do also you know when they get the avengers back together like they might go right back to being a dominant team but i don't know huge question marks for sure
1: yeah, they they have this bye week. Probably the best time they can oh, have it sure. for them.
0: Do some soul searching.
1: If they come back flat after the bye, then I'm fully out on them.
0: They got the Jags after the bye too.
1: Yeah, and that's you know that's at least a,
0: yeah yeah they're a good team. Yeah, yeah. So we'll see how they come out. I, I you know I do think Debo being out is hurting them a lot, um, but that shouldn't they matter won since FID. he went out. Yeah, 0-3, but well, we'll see how they come back. It's a long football season. They may still you know, rattle off 7 out of 8 to end the season, so we'll see. Um, any other teams that you have that you're out on?
1: No, just those two.
0: Well, the two teams that I had listed were the Buccaneers, who I was never in on to begin with. I think they were a little fugazi with their 3-1 and start or whatever it was. Yeah. I, I just don't think they're a good team. And beyond them, the other team I had on here was the chargers who I didn't have making the playoffs, but you know, even if they do get to four and four this week, like I, you know, chargers just don't look all that good. You know, they just, yeah. I don't know what it is. It's obviously it's Staley, but you know, I don't know what else. <laughs>
1: just, I don't know. They didn't even look that good against the bears this past week. The bears just suck.
0: Yeah, I agree. And I think had you guys had a, you know, a couple more, a couple penalties and, you know, decisions go your way. Maybe that game is more competitive. Even if we just had fields, I
1: think maybe, you know, yeah. he could have extended drives that, uh, you know, Tyson Bajan can't just because he doesn't have the legs field to have, you know?
0: Right. No, that's absolutely fair. Especially against a Chargers defense that is very, very gettable, very able to get got. Um, so that's that's totally fair, but let's go positive for a moment and let's talk about MVP. I don't like to get into it too early, but at the halfway point, I think it's fair. Kyle, who is your MVP of the first half of the season?
1: Um, I thought this was what we thought MVP would be, so I put, I put Tua. I put Tua, but I put next what should be Tyreek, but quarterbacks just won the award. Hmm.
0: that's a good one. Again, you've been very consistent on those guys. So hats off there. They're both having killer seasons. So if I had to do it for how I phrase it, as far as for the season so far, give me miles Garrett. Like he's just been like, obviously there's been defensive players that have had awesome seasons. And I'm sure statistically there might even be some this season having better than him, but just the fact that they've been able to be a winning team without anything on offense. And, you know, specifically the game against the against the Colts where he had two sacks, two forced fumbles, and a blocked kick, they win by a one. Like he's just been an absolute monster. Like if I gave someone for what they've done so far, it would be Miles Garrett. Uh if I'm projecting over the course of the season, I'm a little unsure. Uh I think Tua is very fair and Tyreek, because I think their numbers are still gonna be great. Uh yeah. I would I would give the nod to Lamar. I think I could see him having an explosive second half. He's already had a good first half, but I could see him, you know, building on this success and the offense getting better as the season goes on.
1: It just sucks. I feel like a lot of media people are kind of not out on Lamar, but he's just not the new the new thing anymore. So he's not getting as much hype as he deserves, you know?
0: I agree. Like, I, I agree. he's not
1: having as good of a rushing season as his uh, – MVP year but I think he's playing much better as just like an overall
0: player I think you're absolutely right and this is a point I was making a couple weeks ago too is somehow some way Lamar got underrated by the media like even though the media loved him like when he was MVP like since then he's kind of like fallen out of favor and I think he's a better player like you said
1: yeah, I feel like it might have been the contract
0: thing. Maybe. Yeah, like I don't know. Maybe just the injuries. The fact that he was missing time. People kind of got sick of him. Yeah. But, I don't know. We'll we'll see how we'll see how it plays out. I think, you know, if he has a strong season and a strong and playoff run, he's really
1: doing defense. this without any like besides Mark Andrews, like no other like elite offensive talent on his yeah, team. Like
0: Zay Flowers is fine. OBJ's a ghost yeah um, bateman a bateman few times stinks. a game he'll make a play and then the other times he'll drop the ball yeah
1: it's just really him and andrews you know pulling most of the weight and then like yep. they have like five running backs they'll just give the ball to randomly
0: yep always like,
1: you'll be watching the game be
0: like why why does melvin
1: gordon have a touchdown what just happened like
0: what he's still in the league right i know just the way it goes but i do like the ravens offense this year i like um what's his name? Todd Munkin, the guy from, uh, Georgia. Georgia. I I like that hire a lot. I think it's doing quite well. And their ceiling has been substantially raised. They still got a, a lot of work to reach what they want to get to, but I think they've made some good decisions so far. It looks like. Yeah. I agree. Raven's looking good. Yeah. Well, last thing on the, you know, kind of yearly yearly outlook who do you think has the most to prove with the rest of this season
1: um we've talked about most of these guys so i can just list them off i don't know staley brandon staley arthur smith and then deshaun watson kind of right talked about all those guys a
0: bit fired fired still has a job because he's uncuttable (laughs) yeah yeah i think those are all fair um I went the route of someone who – because, like, those guys you mentioned are people that I'm out on currently. I went the route of someone who I'm very unsure about and torn on. And Jordan this one post home, and it's Jordan Love. Exactly. Like, his first three games were quite good. You know, he – obviously, week one, he was very good. Three touchdowns, no picks. Week two, also three touchdowns, no picks, but blew a fourth-quarter lead. And then week three – is an absolute no show for 3 quarters but then has, you know, one of the best comebacks in Packers history. And then since then, he's just he's just looked totally out of sorts. Like his reads have been poor, his accuracy has been bad. His deep ball, I've always had questions on, but it's been especially bad. And I it leaves me really confused on how to evaluate him because he's been stinking it up. The offense has been stinking. The play calling has been awful. Like I want him to be good enough to correct some of that, but also with all that chaos around him, I don't really know, you know, three good games and, you know, maybe one mediocre game and the rest bad. Like I really don't know. I need to see something in the next 10 weeks.
1: Yeah. I just think he's bad.
0: (laughs) Well, I know that's what you think, and I, I know you guys were ready to pounce on Jordan Love, but I think objectively, he's—I think objectively, the jury's out. Maybe there's eight eight people on the jury saying he stinks, while four are trying to say no. So maybe it's tipping that way, but it's not—it ain't dead yet. I haven't given up on you, Jordan Love. I, I, I remain like, if You
1: guys get a high pick, you know. It's—it's it's not worth running him out at quarterback
0: again next year, you know. I'm just focused on the Rams, sir. (laughs) Rams aren't good either. No, they're not. And we might get them without Stafford. Uh, But we'll get to that right now as we get to our final topic, which is our picks for week nine. Um, I have not yet looked at the Steelers score, but going into the game, I did pick the Steelers to win by three and they were favored by two and a half just for the record so I can track it on my picks and hopefully because I'm right, but let me look up the score.
1: Yeah, I've been, I've had it up. I think Tennessee's up
0: right now. No. Yep. 10, seven, Tennessee classic.
1: I'm not going to pick that one just cause I've been watching. So,
0: uh, but the Steelers are, are driving. They're inside the 10. So this game will at least be knotted up, I believe. Uh, but Hey, Najee Harris has a touchdown. What do you know? George Pickens has no catches. What do you know? Okay. Um, but the, to get to the games that won't be happening you know, while we're talking here, first on the docket is maybe the best game of the week. I, actually, it's got to be the best. Uh, there's three now really good games. Is. But, yeah, I think it is. So Miami and Kansas City facing off in Germany. Kansas City, very narrow favorites by a point and a half. You already tipped your hand that you're going Dolphins, but tell me why.
1: Mm, they love the dolphins in Germany. They love dolphin Germany. Wow. Uh, no, I just think they're better overall, and uh, they're cool.
0: I like the dolphins. <laughs> they're cool. I like the dolphins. Um, I went back and forth. I honestly did. I I'm a little concerned about the Chiefs' offense right now, and I'm also a little concerned on how the Dolphins' offense fares against tough physical defenses. I'm going to take the chiefs. I had it written down. I wasn't sure if I was going to flip flop, but I got chiefs 27, 24. Mm -hmm. I think a little bit of a Mahomes embarrassment factor and wanting to get back on his game that, and I don't know. I think that game's going to be really good and really tight throughout, but I'll just take the chiefs by a little bit, but I would not be surprised if I'm wrong on that one.
1: Sucks. It has to be in Germany. Got to watch
0: at eight thirty, sir. <laughs> yeah,
1: man, on a, on a Sunday? Come on.
0: <laughs> I mean, it's—I uh, don't mind it. I kind of like waking up and being able to get right to football. I, I don't mind.
1: I like when it's like a mediocre game, not like a, the best. Jags Falcons. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's fair. But yeah, this is the game of the week. Um, but uh, hey, incentive to, to to get up and be ready to watch. Uh, And then once that game's done, you can get ready to watch Minnesota and Atlanta. Yeah, (laughs) Uh, Falcons favored by four and a half going against uh, what's his face something. Jaron Hall. Hall. Yeah, Jaron Hall. And I mean this uh, this is going to be quite the QB matchup. Kyle, who you got?
1: I think the Falcons are going to win. Heineke's Heineke's their starter now. He's going to find a way to win. I'm not going to watch probably any of this game except if it comes up on red zone
0: (laughs) but uh yeah that's
1: all i got i'm not (laughs) not too invested in this game
0: no Uh, i i agree though falcons uh 24 13 i i think this game will be kind of a yawner like you said it'll be uh if you see it on red zone cool if not oh well uh next up Kyle, I'm sorry to do it to you, but the bears are going at new Orleans where new Orleans is favored by eight and a half. Yeah. The bears,
1: they're not good. I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't know, man. They're just not good. Haven't been good in a long time.
0: Yeah. So yeah,
1: I got the saints.
0: I agree. I got saints plus the points they are uh, saints giving the points and you know, they're they'll cover pretty easily. I think, Maybe if Fields were back, I could talk myself into this being a close game. Yeah, he's but got
1: like one or two more weeks out, I think. You
0: well, know, enough time to secure a high pick, I suppose.
1: Oh, he would have done it with him.
0: Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> uh, next up, a game that's, you know, again, Stafford seems very unlikely to play. The Rams are going to Lambeau to take on the Packers. Packers are three-and-a-half-point favorites. Probably would be dogs if Stafford was playing, but it's going to be Brett Rippon. Man, a lot of bad games this week. They're either great or terrible. There's, like, no in-between.
1: Uh, I'm going Rams because fuck the Packers.
0: <laughs> Aaron he Donald's going to get four sacks. He very well might. We could send all five of our linemen at them and that could happen. Um, I'm going to take it. I'm going to take the Packers in a, you know, if you, in a, if you don't win, what the hell are you doing game? Like you're going against most likely Brett Rippon and you got, you got to be able to win that game. I got Packers 24, 17, but also something I forgot to say earlier, we lost to both of the teams that have benched their quarterbacks so far. So there is no guarantee that this is a walk in the park Packers pick it up should be the uh,
1: goodbye Lafleur and joe
0: barry game uh, I, could, uh, I don't want to think about it yet we're, we're focused on the rams right now <laughs> um another not so great game we got washington at new england new england is favored by three
1: fuck oh, these games suck <laughs> uh, i'm gonna go new england uh Washington's morale might be a little down trading two of their best players, especially hmm. on defense. You know, often their offense is pretty good, but it seems like the Patriots have been picking it up these last few weeks. So I'm going to, I'm going to give those boys the win this week.
0: I, I went Washington. Actually, I got commanders 23, 20. I, Honestly, this is a game I don't feel super confident on. I think you bring up good points about the morale. I just I don't know. I struggle to to see the Patriots scoring enough points to beat them, but uh, it's actually a Tendrick Bourne out for the season now. He was their best offensive player. Their life has been rough for the Patriots offense. Um, but that hey
1: feels so bad for those New England fans. Got a feel oh, for them.
0: No. Oh, you do, Mr. Boston fan. Oh,
1: Um, shit, man. This game's going to suck next
0: Thursday. I just saw what the game was. What is is it?
1: There's Bears next Thursday night.
0: A battle for how high the Bears' two picks will be. Yeah,
1: whichever their first pick is going to (laughs) be.
0: What a game. Um, Yeah, wow. All right, well, next up, we actually have a good matchup finally. We've got Seattle at Baltimore. Baltimore laying the five and a half points at home.
1: Yeah, I got Baltimore. I think they're the you know I think they have, are, no they're no they're they don't have the same record I thought they did, but uh, I'm going with the Ravens. They're just the better team. I think the Seahawks are good, but I feel like they just get so lucky sometimes in these that. games so far this year. Like and so did and they did last year early in the season and when the luck didn't go their way they kind of you know, fell out of it a bit. So I'm gonna go Ravens.
0: I'm also going to go Ravens, and your luck point is well taken. I think they were very lucky to escape with a win against Cleveland, but Baltimore won't make those same mistakes. I got the Ravens 30-21. to 21. Decent game, though. Uh, next up here, sneaky competitive game. We got Bucks at Texans. Texans three-point favorites at home.
1: Bucks at Texans. Uh, I like the Texans. I don't, I'm out on the whole Buccaneers experience. It was fun the first few weeks when I was like, oh, Baker's back. Kinda, it kind of hasn't been too good since the first few weeks. And I was like CJ Stroud. Go CJ Stroud.
0: Uh, I'm right there with you. And I always pick the scores before I look at the spread. So I picked the score to be 24-21 Texans, which means favored by three. It means I'm right on that freaking line for uh, for the spread. So that kind of sucks. But actually, you know what? Audible, Going Buccaneers. Buccaneers 24-21 just because I don't like that I picked it right on the spread number. Uh, but I don't feel great about it. Uh, next up, this... <sighs> This is one of the worst games of the week, not the worst, shockingly. Arizona at Cleveland, where Cleveland is eight-and-a-half-point favorites. Arizona's likely starting, what's his name? Clayton uh, right Tune. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, the, the Browns, I think, are going to run away with this one oh, pretty yeah. easily. No need for deeper discussion on this one.
0: Browns, 27-10 in a laugher. Uh, especially because there's no Dobbs anymore. Um, Next up, this is uh, the Frank Reich revenge game. Indianapolis travels to see Frank Reich's Carolina Panthers. The Colts are two-and-a-half-point favorites on the road.
1: Yeah, I mean, the Colts are the better team, better coached, in my opinion. Not much else to say about that. Panthers just kind of stink. Yeah, one win, obviously they stink, not just kind of.
0: No, they they certainly stink. And originally, I was leaning Panthers to be honest, but the more I think about it, the Panthers' run defense is awful. And Shane, everything is awful, man. Yes, but especially their run defense. I'm pretty sure it's 32nd. Um, And the Colts' run offense has been really, really good this year. So I'll, uh, yeah, I'm going Colts 24-20, and might not even be as close as that. Uh, But we'll see. I think Thielen might be able to do some damage. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Now, what is truly the worst game of the NFL season, maybe, depending on how you felt about the battle in New York last week. We've got the Giants at the Raiders. The Raiders are somehow favored a point and a half. Are we going to see Tommy DeVito play? No, I think Danny Dimes is going to be good to go. It doesn't move me either way. (laughs) Um, At least he goes more than negative nine pass yards.
1: Yeah, this one's. I'm going Giants because I think they have. Honestly, I don't know. I know I'm going. I'm going Raiders. They're going to have yeah, the interim coach bump that every team seems to get after they fire their coach, and their fans are like, "Oh, we can turn it around just for them to suck the rest of the season after that."
0: Oh no, we suck again. Yeah. Um, I, I thought about going that route that I do think there is some something real about the interim coach, uh, like, you know, shot to the arm. Uh, I'm a, I'm gonna take the giants though. Uh, 20 to 16. I think Saquon will be able to do enough for that offense to where, you know, they barely edge out a no Connell gang, but not a game I will be watching. Um, right. A game I will definitely want to watch, though, is the big tilt in the NFC beast, and that is the Cowboys going to Philly to take on the Eagles. Eagles favored by three. Fun fact, Dak is 7-1 and one against the Eagles in his last eight games.
1: Don't care. I'm e- Fly, Eagles, fly. One of those games Minshew was starting last year, and they still barely beat him eagles are the most well-rounded team in the nfc
0: that's fair and i since i am also picking the eagles i won't push back too much uh this is a game where i was gonna pick the home team no matter what i got eagles 31 24 surprise
1: this is not a prime time game
0: dude prime time games have been awful this year like they've just not done a good job and as we'll get to well this next one is a good one and that's Ah, uh, playoff rematch. Bills, Bengals. Obviously, last time they played in the regular season was, you know, a very near tragedy with Demar Hamlin. So this time, I'm sure there'll be some ovation when he's on the field, whether it be on the sideline or suited up. But nonetheless, we've got Bills going to Cincy. The Bengals favored by a point and a half.
1: Yeah, I, I'm. I, I'm going with the Bengals. I think. Uh, no, they're just rolling right now. Burrow's back. And I don't know, I just have not liked the way the Bills have looked in recent weeks.
0: I agree. And I think the the Bengals obviously did, you know, they did a big number on the Niners last week. And I think they'll still be able to continue to do that against the Bills this week. I think they'll keep rolling. I got I got the Bengals winning. I do think the Bills are desperate and will make it more of a game than they did in the playoffs, but still got the Bills or excuse me, the Bengals. 20, twenty-seven twenty-four, which will bring us to the the next game on the schedule here and that's chargers at jets chargers three and a half point favorites on the road These <sighs> seem like such similar
1: teams just in like they're both opposite ways <laughs> yeah like they should both be a lot better than they actually are you know but Maybe. I yeah, I don't know. I'm going Chargers. I think I don't know, the Jets O line isn't very good, and I think this is the week Chargers D line is gonna get back on track. Cause they haven't looked great this year, even having with you know having Bosa and Mac. And I don't know. I don't like Zach Wilson, even though he still finds ways to
0: win these crazy games every year. <laughs> I mean, he just survives basically. Um, But yeah, I kind of similar logic there. I got Chargers 24-17 and I don't know. Jets have overachieved, you know, so credit to them. But I do think that the Chargers offense will be able to do enough consistently to where there's no, you know, random magic from the Jets to where a Brees Hall touchdown is enough to carry them um so this game might be watchable uh i don't think it'll be terrible but we lost kyle uh based on his reaction i am going to say that he unplugged and kind of lost connection there with the suddenness however black screen kyle is now away but that That's a wrap anyways. That was the last we had for you here today on Mad Talk episode 44. So with that, Kyle, obviously, we appreciate having him on this week, filling in for Drake while he's taking the sick day. Rest up, Drake. We'll have you back next week. But that's a wrap for here today. Thank you, everyone, as always, for tuning in. Make sure to check out the show on YouTube, Spotify, and Instagram at Mad Talk Sports. We will be coming back to you next week and we look forward to it.